Hello listeners, welcome back. Off the Map is back with a bang. Uh, we just couldn't resist all the fan mail that gets flooded in and, and whatnot. Just joking though, but thanks to, to the loyal supporters out there. Lee Dalton is with me again. Of course, this is the show where we look at a couple of the races from the weekend. Uh, generally Saturdays, the big group one there on Saturday. Lee, welcome back. Good morning, Brad. Thank you. It's uh, good to be back for another edition and another... Uh season it, it's it's come on really quickly like last week we're on the kenzo and this week we're here and it's group one racing and there's some really really deep fields and some fascinating races it's warmed up very quickly i guess the first thing i'll ask you before we have a look we're going to jump into to race two to start off with but with so many first up horses is that a challenge in itself to Ab- map them absolutely and especially those new season three-year-olds uh, we've seen them as two-year-olds and they come back and as two-year-olds, you probably have a couple of specific targets and they're 12, 1,400-metre races. Well, now they're eyeing off Golden Roses, Caulfield Guineas, um, onto the 2,000-metres races and, and derbies, ultimately. So we're dealing with a different kettle of fish. Not saying many of these tomorrow are heading towards derbies, but the plan isn't going to be purely speed this time round. Of course. All right, the first race, as I say, will be number two. Now, the interesting thing about this is you've got it marked as a slow tempo Missy Beale is a horse that we've seen ridden with cover this prep, but go back to last campaign and she probably flips that and can lead this pretty comfortably. That's what I'm going on. Last prep, uh, and she is back in trip here to the 1600 after running over 2000 last time, but we go back to last prep at the Kenzo. She led all the way at her most recent win. It looks an ideal race to be positive and work across, and I don't see many opposing her for the lead early. Great Glenn the Ruffy probably rolls forward, but he's drawn to the outside of Missy Beale. She certainly looks to get her chance there on the speed. Fleeing across now to the up-and-coming. Uh, good little addition of the race here. Chris Wallace got the two early favourites, True Detective and Luchicello. True Detective, you've got Matt Somewhere midfield, yeah, pending in, obviously jumps. Yep, in front of midfield for mine, uh, we, we found out last time and it's in the stewards report, the intention was to be closer, but obviously had those issues early on. Uh, definitely got the speed to be running in the first five here if it was to begin well. And Luchicello can be a little bit closer, you think, 1,300 metres? Definitely. That was a hectic run, 1,100 metres, the Rosebud, and she, on top of that she drew barrier nine and had little choice but to go well back. So, look... She'll stick to that pattern of midfield or a pair worse, but she's going to be that little bit more in touch with the, the leading pack than what she was last time. And you've probably seen much what we saw Tommy Berry do a couple of starts ago where he was able to weave a bit of a passage as opposed to come right around the field. Definitely. It takes that, uh, the real grunt work out of the race when you draw a better barrier and don't have to do all that work. All right. Uh, moving across now to the race, the staying race of the day. Our candidate is a very short price favourite. Uh, you've got it map midfield, but not a lot of speed here. You've got Scully out in front by itself. No speed. The Waterhouse runner's the leader, and that's pretty clear cut for everybody. Our candidate, very short, drew barrier 11 of 12 last time and had little choice but to drift right back, and it was a terrific ride from Abdullah on that occasion. It's not going to be so difficult here today. I thought could hold a spot midfield, probably running... 5-6 quite easily. I don't see much speed in this. Uh, I have got uh, Gayatri going all the way forward from the wide barrier here, but stand by for a change of tactics tomorrow from the Chris Wallace table. I just thought it was a good opportunity. He's had the three runs back now. Hasn't done a heap going back. Uh, and we've seen him go forward at Warwick Farm over the 2200. Looks a perfect opportunity to be positive, work across and sit up on the speed here. Attention Run is another horse you've got relatively close. A bit closer and we've got limited form to work with with Attention Run. Perfect draw for the apprentice. I don't see them wasting it and won't have to do much to be running third, fourth. 
All right, skipping across now to the Silver Shadow Stakes. One of the most interesting runners. I think a lot of punters will be sweating on this one in terms of, of libertining and what type of run she's going to get in the race. I think they'd be pretty chuffed to see just parked in behind the leaders. I dare say it's not a clear-cut map. Uh, we don't have a, a stamped leader as such. We've obviously got uh, Mistress Mouse, the Waterhouse runner, will want to go forward, uh, but hardly comes out of a super strong speed race. I've mapped uh, Gerald Reinsource Palami in front based on uh, the debut run of that filly when led all the way at Rose Hill over the 1100. But I'm, I'm very wary of Pretty Brazen, has the blinkers first time and barrier one. Won a maiden first up, drew barrier 11 of 11, had little choice but to go back. But on a couple of those runs, especially the Blue Diamond preview, uh, Pretty Brazen's probably capable of leading a race like this. So the map's not entirely clear, apart from flip, draw wide, go back, steel diamond, go back, 10 lees, midfield or worse as per their racing pattern but yep. that first three or four can definitely be up in the air yeah okay all right uh, one of the most fascinating events there on the day is the show county it's a really deep addition we might lose dream Force, so keep an eye on that john thompson might be inclined to scratch from the wide draw and instead go first up over 1400 meters however i think a lot of the key chances here are back markers you've got your tropes your cascadians the import your deprive is going to get back does this race set up okay for them speed-wise? It does. It looks really good speed. From the inside draw, uh, Catsby should hold the lead here without much trouble, stepping back up to 1,200 after a couple of runs over the 11. But we have got plenty of go-forward horses. Mandy Lion, Conda Parito, uh, Bonamese drawn wide and steps also to the 1,100. Doff Raki's been positive in both trials. Delectation Girls, one that can get forward. Baller, if you, we go back to the uh, the Group 1 Galaxy, the speed that Baller showed on that occasion, he's, he could be right there easily. So there will be a charge early, and it's not going to be an issue of a lack of tempo that's going to play against those horses getting back. For those that haven't seen any replays of Cascadian, the French import, his general pattern is to get back anyway. Got back in those two races in France. Uh, they were over a mile. They looked genuine ram, but he was towards the rear of the field. The most recent run wasn't too flash, but the start before that looked really good in... Uh, a group one over a mile so there's a bit of untapped ability there for sure mm, yeah but a bit of a yard watch for him see how he, he parades with the wink stakes first group one of the season uh, a couple of key hopes here the market's still working itself out uh, at the time of recording avilius was a favorite he probably does go to the post favorite but happy clapper he's the one who gets a little advantage on these doesn't he in terms of the map big time he he maps perfectly there isn't going to be huge speed on paper. Samad out controls it with La Romaine coming across LSL and Happy Clapper just falls in behind that pair and gets all the favours. Uh, I think Invincible Gem will be right up on the pace as we saw when she won the Emancipation last prep. Um, Barrier 1, Rachel King, I'd imagine they're, they're reasonably positive there but there's not a lot of speed and obviously very elegant, Avilius, those other favoured runners are going to be spotting Happy Clapper a few lengths at least when they turn for home so I can see how Happy Clapper could be um, very attractive. Very Elegant is an interesting runner here. How did you did you map her? Because she's drawn three so they're just gonna, she's a type of, of mare you're just going to let out and be comfortable wherever she is yep. and you imagine that's probably towards the tail? Definitely. I don't see them moving on her in the early stages. 1400. Obviously she's heading in the direction of a Cox Plate this preparation. I think she's seriously good, but I don't think there's any need to do anything on her early. Just sit back there and let the race unfold, and she's got a really good turn of foot once she gets dug up. She really needs to be ridden along before she takes off, but 
I can't see them taking her out of her comfort zone in the early stages of this race. Yeah, especially given her tendency in the past to, to overdo things a little bit. She does look to have settled very nicely in her trials, however. Now, he's talked about fast speed in, in the show county there. What rating have you got for this? Is there an, is there an extra one above fast? This is almost, they are going to yeah, absolutely this, fly in the toy show. This is next level. Like, I've mapped Kiyomichi in front, and we saw her show terrific speed as a two-year-old. Do they want to lead here first up when there's obviously many more races to come this preparation? Agent Pipper we haven't seen much of has to go forward. Alasio's ran figures that say that uh, could be leading this. Mizzy's been right up there in both trials. Goldfinch is a horse that... Yeah, drawn the inside. Yeah, drawn in. We've seen her lead races. Brook Magic, the old Brook's a leader. Um, Tell Me draws a better barrier. That There's a six, seven horses that could be leading this race. Yep, and then you've got Merrill as well. Merrill. Lee, Lee Curtis said in an interview this week that the horse has the speed to overcome the wide draw. So okay, I don't know if that's a little yeah, well that's the, statement of intent that it, they'll be carving across as well. It obviously is. I, I don't know if it can cross, but obviously Lee knows his horse pretty well. Yeah, so that sets it up for potentially something to be to be running home over the top. You've got Dyslexic, who's a horse that I actually don't mind in this particular race. I like the fact that there probably is going to be a three-wide running line. So for yep. those drawn a little bit wide, it mightn't be such a bad thing. I think it's probably the perfect draw for Dyslexic. Uh, 1100, only been at that trip once and was obviously a winner. James will be well aware of the speed here and he'll he'll be drifting back and let things take care of themselves, no doubt. Yeah, and on to the to the last here. The reason we're going to touch on this one is obviously there's plenty of plenty of eyes will be on Roe Heron uh, mm. off what he did there first up. Numbers-wise, he wasn't great, but he certainly got the job done and on dry tracks. We know he's a horse that can run some, some monster sectionals. How have you mapped him here? Maybe a little bit closer? I've said midfield to the 1,400 metres and barrier four. I don't see a great need to be all the way back. Plus, we have a couple of stayers resuming in Dealmaker and Carriff. They're horses that are going to get out over the 2,000 metres, you'd imagine, this prep. More to gain has to go back from the draw. The Avenger doesn't have great tactical speed early, so I, I, I'd say Rohirrim can definitely settle in front of those. and. Yeah, there doesn't look great tempo. Uh, the two leaders, Prime Candidate and Dissolute, Dissolute obviously led that good race last time. They're both 1,400 metre queries, so they're not going to be looking to cut at each other early, and I think that sets up for Roe here and not to be far off the leaders when they swing for home. Is the only thing for those two leaders the potential for Sweet Deal to come across? Is she the one with a little question mark over her head? Or? Yeah, two starts ago, Sweet Deal led at a really strong clip and got a little bit tired late. Uh, Nash rode Sweet Deal perfect last time, but was aided by Barrier 4, now Barrier 11. There's going to be, yeah, it's the interesting one early, but I'm sure if they could slot in behind those two leaders on Sweet Deal, that would be the preference. But there's a chance it could be trapped wide with four Tensky. Milkman has some speed, so they could hold Sweet Deal out and force her hand to really push on and take the lead. Perfect. All right, well, that covers pretty much everything there. Hopefully the punters got something out of that. And if you like what you hear, make sure you tune in again next week. Absolutely. We'll be doing it for the rest of the carnival. We'll be here through the carnival. It'll be great.